What's up, guys? Darren here, episode 11 of the SoCo Sessions. I'm here with Brian from College Station Physical Therapy and Performance. Brian, introduce yourself. Um, so, yeah, I'm Dr. Brian Watts with College Station PT and Performance, and uh, I started CSPT almost exactly one year ago, but, uh, you know, why, why did I become a physical therapist? Yeah. Why did I, how did I get here? Well, I mean, I grew up an athlete just playing lots of different sports. My favorite sports were soccer, golf, um, hockey, of yes. all things, and basketball. That was up in Arlington, Texas. I played a lot of street hockey in the driveway. Um, and then, kind of as I got older, I realized I wasn't going to be a professional athlete, yeah. uh, like most of us. Like most and, of us. Uh, so I, I got more into the medical side of things. My dad's a uh, physician, and he became, got into sports medicine. Mm -hmm. So um, I ended up at UT Arlington with uh, studying athletic training. And that's where I got my degree. Decided, yeah, I really like rehabbing athletes. Yeah. So I, I went into PT school uh, in Mississippi for four years um, and then ended up moving here to College Station um, about five years ago. And I worked here for four years, four years in Mississippi, four years here. So eight years as a PT, and then I realized I'm getting burned out, kind of doing way too many patients at a time, seeing mm -hmm. four, sometimes five people at once, um, 20 to 25 patients a day. It just... It got really old um, after eight years of doing yeah. that. Um, it was a I waited a little too long, I think. But eventually my wife, she helped kind of push me to start my own thing. And so uh, about a year ago, I started College Station PT and Performance with the view of spending more quality time one-on-one -on -one with the patient, um, doing it the way that I think that I can really help people mm -hmm. a lot more than seeing four or five people at once. And um, then up recently, about four months ago, started seeing patients actually in this gym at SoCal Athletics. And that's been my, my, kind of my view from starting it a year ago was to have, combine the performance, uh, like the strength training that you see in CrossFit um, and other sports like triathlon and, and running and translating that to whenever someone gets hurt or to help them work through injuries and not have to quit that thing altogether. Right. Because um, that's what you see. People, um, they go to see a physician, not all physicians, but they'll say, you hurt yourself squatting, stop squatting. You hurt yourself right. running, stop running. They told my wife when she was in college, um, she was she danced a lot in high school, and that was kind of her her main sport or thing. And they told her to stop dancing, and that you'll never run because your knees are so crappy. Yeah. And uh, then she met me, and <laughs> I told her, no, that's not no. true. And now she's I mean she's run up to a quarter marathon uh, race. So uh, that kind of thing happens a lot, I think, yeah. and people don't know what to do. So. Um, that's why with CSBT, we're in the gym, we're around people that are very active, um, especially in CrossFit, and it's a super popular sport now. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I've, it's also called performance. So performance physical therapy is, is yeah. kind of where it's headed in the last year. And so far, it's been a lot of fun. So how main clinical setting, a lot of people don't have experience with a clinical physical therapy setting, unless you've had like a traumatic injury where you've needed that. So how is what you do with patients in your practice different from going to like the hardcore clinical setting? Yeah, so for eight years I was with the, the hardcore clinical. Yeah. And you see a whole lot of post-operative uh, patients and then also just, you know, kind of chronic pain mm -hmm. type things. And what you see there is kind of an open gym area and then there's four to eight PTs working. You have assistants, you have techs that also kind of help out. Um, and they're very needed because you're seeing so many people. Yeah. Um, and you have some private treatment rooms where you get some hands-on physical therapy, but it's very limited. Um, at the most, you're going to spend 50% of the time with your physical therapist. Yeah. Um, so 
that's totally different from the performance setting in a gym. Right. Um, where you spend one-on-one -on -one for 30 minutes or an hour, whichever kind of session you're doing, and you're the whole time you're with the doctor of physical therapy. So um, no techs, no assistance, yeah. and you're getting 100% of the attention. I mean, it makes a huge difference. And so people come less often. And right. in a typical PT, you would come two to three times a week. Right. You have to leave work two to three times a week. And then you're paying, for, you know, for how long also? For an hour to two hours. Like, and then for how many weeks and months? It can be like it's a big, four to 12 yeah, weeks. I usually mean, a big, big commitment. Yeah, especially with like a post-op ACL, stuff like that. Right. Um, so you're coming usually once a week, so only one hour out of your time, and you're getting right. better faster. So fewer sessions, uh, fewer time away from doing the things you love doing. Right. And then also, usually you're going to pay less. It may sound like you pay more because we're private pay, but... Right. Um, in the long run, you're probably going to pay less by the time because you get of done time, with, though, yeah. mostly. Time costs, by the time you get done with like insurance and all yeah. that, you know, think about all those co-pays you're paying two to three times a week. I mean, just boom, yeah, boom, 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 It could end boom. up being the same thing, yeah. and you're getting to see a CFPT for half the time. Right. But the whole time with CSPT, and we're the only ones right now in College Station doing this. So what are some of the, like, treatment modalities that you use? Like, you know, obviously there's the, there's the passive and active range of motion stuff, but like talk about the needling, the massage, the scraping, like all the different things that you do yeah. um, with a with an athlete that come in comes in to see you. Let's say for the performance aspect of it. Yeah. So this is a, probably one of the most common que questions. Like, what do you what can you do for right. me? Right. Um, because no one really knows what a physical therapist is. Mm -hmm. um, if I were to ask someone random what is a physical therapist, they'd usually say my grandma goes to physical therapy. Exactly. Or I had a friend who had surgery and they're going to physical therapy. So. Mm -hmm. Um, along with that comes, you know, what do we do with CSBT? It's, we have a lot of tools that we can mm -hmm. use in our toolbox. Uh, so we got dry needling, which is the same kind of needle that acupuncturists use. Yeah. Um, but it's just a modality. It's a passive modality. You stick the needles in. It, it creates blood flow, increased blood flow, releases some tension. It can help with pain. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, it's like a reset button um, right. almost. And so when you combine that with something like manual therapy, like massage, soft mm -hmm. tissue mobilization, we use instruments, um, or we do things like using floss bands, kind of like you see in the gym a lot of times, right. um, for, for making, you know, increasing range of motion, decreasing mm -hmm. pain. But the reason we do all that is so that we can increase the performance. Right. So, for example, I had someone last week, uh, I, I did dry needling on them for the first time. It was their low back. They've never had it before. They were scared half to death of mm -hmm. it because it's needles. Um, but it really doesn't hurt um, that bad. Right. And so, I mean, you feel it a little bit. But then it allowed us to get to the problem of, okay, she hasn't been strengthening her back mm -hmm. because it hurts so bad. Right. But you take away the pain by using something like dry needling, and now she can actually do something to her posterior chest. Right. She you can, can do actually, an RDL. She can right. do a deadlift. And this is someone who is in the fitness world. She's a coach. She, she twerks <laughs> all the time, like all day long. She's yeah. really good at it. And she's had back pain forever and been scared to do anything about it. Right. Because she doesn't want to go to a doctor to tell him to stop. Tell her to stop. She's not going to stop. It's her job. Right. Um, but um, just, I, mean, I, I visited her, I followed up with her again this week. She said that her back has not hurt all week because we did something that allowed her to start doing that strengthening again. Because yeah. I evaluated and said, okay, we can do this to help your pain. But the problem is your back is weak because you haven't done any strengthening. You just... I mean, anyway, so right. that, that, that's the kind of thing that I see all the time. Um, and so that's the thing. You have to get to the source of the problem and then find out what they love doing and then get them back to doing it. I mean, right. That's what people care about. So going back 
So you've been doing CSPT for about a year now, and probably eight or nine months ago, we met up at our grand opening, actually. Yeah. Got you in the gym. You hadn't done CrossFit before, right? One time for one, one time. five days, like three weeks. So what was your perception of it? And then what did you realize after actually like getting in here? Because uh, you did a whole month, like straight up, just jumped in, hit your classes, kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. So like, how has that kind of changed your perception of what CrossFit was going from nothing at all to now you've been doing it for almost a year. We're coming up on a year. And has that given you a better insight into what people do, you know, so that you can treat them or prehab them better? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great question because for the first eight years of PT, I would, I saw maybe five CrossFitters Yeah. because you just didn't see them in that clinic. Oh, no. Yeah. They don't go there. They're they're not Uh, going to the clinical But also I had my own kind of thought, like, you know, CrossFit's a little crazy. Like, mm-hmm. it is intense. I didn't know much about it, and I wasn't quick to judge. But at the same time, I was very. Everybody unsure. has that reservation, and uh, like, yeah. you know, is this okay? I had friends that were doing it and loving it, and I was like, I don't know. It looks crazy. Yeah. What do you do in a bar, and how fast you do it? And so I had these thoughts, like, you know, is it bad for you? Of course. Right. Um, and they, there's a perception that you can get hurt more easily doing CrossFit, but now I know that's not the case. Um, so, but the only way to really find that out is to do it. To try. So right. I was definitely, I mean, I still get nervous for workouts, honestly. Yeah. Um, I was very nervous at the beginning <laughs> because I know how intense it is. I hear yeah. people talk about it. And for years, I heard people talk about it. Um, so but, what is, what is that intensity for somebody that doesn't understand it? Because it's not, oh, I know it's not necessarily somebody like just standing there screaming at you, but you still get nervous for workouts. Like, what is that? So that the nervousness thing. is about what I'm going to feel during the workout. Right. Um, and the great thing about, like, most CrossFit gyms, especially here, is you have good coaching, so you don't have to worry about, like, doing something wrong necessarily. Right. Like, that's not what I was nervous about. It was about, I see this workout, I'm a little unsure about the technique, but the coaches break it down, they make you more comfortable, but then it's really the nervousness of, like, how, my, like, how... And, how my body feels like, during, <laughs> like you get your heart rate up so high yep. and but then when you're done like you just you you accomplished it you you finished the workout um and i don't know i feel the best i've felt in my life um, honestly and i'm i'm two years out from acl reconstruction right. and that's one reason i got into crossfit too yeah um, so taking now take your your professional trained side of it because a lot of people say that that sort of intensity is dangerous you know that that's too much, uh, you know, you're just going to hurt yourself. It's just going to happen. Like, so from your professional side, is it really bad to be hitting an intensity for that level for the duration that we do it at, which honestly is usually five to 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you know? So like, what would your professional side say about that? Uh, definitely with that duration, five to 15 minutes, which most of them, some go up to 20 or 30, but they're not the same yeah. kind of workouts. Right. They're, um, they're controlled. So it's totally okay. Okay. Um, that's the short answer. <laughs> right, right, right. Just from a professional standpoint, like, is, is this okay to put your body through this? First yeah. of all, you do need to have good coaches around you. Right. Um, and that's, I know you make that a priority mm-hmm. um, in your classes. And because you get a little competitive whenever you're next to someone, and that sometimes can lead to injury. And so you have to be careful of, like, you know, how much weight you're doing if you're doing it wrong, stuff right. like that. But um, as long as all those things are aligned, so you have good coaching, good technique, um, you're not trying to do way too much weight for, you know, because the person next to you is trying to do it, right. then 
it is very good for you um, in training for many things, um, whether it's as simple as being able to play with your kids all the time, you know, no problems. Twins. Or if you're training for Ironman, um, and then there, it's very useful. You have to have that strength training aspect. So you see people in here working out all the time, all sorts of different workouts, whatever. What is the most common nagging injury that you see, and what's the one thing that people can do to prevent that? Well, there's probably two top ones. Number okay. one, the low back, and right. number two, the shoulder, just because the demands that CrossFit puts on those two things. But um, I'll mention the low back first because it's where everything starts, and the low right. back and the hips, and everything that you, every movement that you do uses your low back. So the best thing to prevent injury there in your low back is to make sure you have good control, strength control of your hips and your pelvis, mm -hmm. um, and you have proper back strength in, in order to do all the lifts. Right. Um, so there's mobility exercises you can do, um, there's simple core exercises, accessory on top of what you're doing in CrossFit, which right. is totally necessary if you're going to stay healthy. Um, and then with shoulder, the same thing. I mean, you've got to be mobile, have the proper range of motion to go completely overhead mm -hmm. with weight, and then you have to be able to be strong and stable in those places. So the biggest thing is mobility, strength, and stability. Awesome. Um, whether it's the low back or the shoulder, but those are the two most common. So those are like your universal tenants. Yes. The mobility, mobility, strength, and stability. You cool. can't just have mobility, you can't right. just have strength, and you can't just have stability. Like you need to have all three gel together. So when you see somebody who is, let's take strength for example, somebody who's focused solely on strength, and then they come to you for an injury, you're going to steer them towards the other two, right? Because it depends. That, I mean, you know, they're actually strong. Right. You know? So you have to evaluate all three. That's that that kind of encompasses everything, though. But yeah, yeah. If it is, if they are legitimately strong everywhere, mm -hmm. which they're probably not, then you kind of look at those other areas. But if you just address one of them, you may get part of the puzzle, and then right. they usually end up kind of coming back and getting hurt again. So, so big thing is putting it all together. It's all three all the time. Yeah, and you can't put that all together outside of the you know your one-on-one -on -one sessions with the PT. It just doesn't. It's not. You're not going to see it happen. To wrap it up, close up question. Um, what has been like your most rewarding part of going out on your own and kind of venturing out to this college station physical therapy and performance totally, you know, totally solo, honestly. Like, yeah. so what, what has that done for you? Like what has been the reward? Because it's a ton of work. It's a ton of stress. It's, it's just a, the last year has been so much effort. So like, what do you, what is the reward for you? You know? Well, from the beginning, the biggest, I knew what the reward would be, and that's spending quality time with my family. Yeah. Um, I was working anywhere between 40, 50 hours a week, plus some on the weekends, and I have three kids. They're six, eight, and ten, mm -hmm. um, and I, I just wasn't spending quality time with them. So that was why my wife pushed me to do it. I mean, right. She saw me getting anxious, getting stressed. But at the same time, you go into a business, a brand new business, you're going to have those things, but it's totally different. It's totally different. Whenever you're actually getting the take your kids to school sometimes right. or pick them up from school even. And so it's the biggest thing is time freedom mm -hmm. um, and creating that for myself. It's not easy. Right. It's definitely not easy work. And then also the, along with the time freedom comes the spending quality time with the family because that's, I mean, that's what it's all about for me is right. spending time with the family and friends. It's awesome. Yeah. Love it. All right, guys, Brian, check out College Station Physical Therapy and Performance. Uh, look out next week, episode 12 coming at you.